0: Welcome back to Who's There? I'm your host Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan, because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. I am so excited because this week we have Steven on the show, who is the creator of the YouTube channel Craven Something Scary. He has been posting so many Scream, Scream Five, Scream two, three original videos leading up to the release of Scream 5, and they've been so, uh, so much fun to watch. We chat all about our love for the Scream franchise, including our mutual appreciation for Scream 3. Yes, Scream 3. Spoiler-free talk for Scream 5 and how Steven got into loving horror and obviously Wes Craven. Like most of my conversations on here, there are spoilers for every movie that we talk about, including movies like Scream 4 and Malignant. He tells me about his most memorable moment seeing horror movies in theaters, including seeing the original Scream in theaters in 1997, his theory about the killer in Scream 3, which I love, and when he plans on letting his daughter watch Scream for the first time. Oh, and if you're listening to this episode the day it is released on February 1st, 2022, I will be joining him for a live stream on his channel to talk about Scream 5 spoilers around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever we listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it really helps people find us. I think that's it. So let's get into this episode with Stephen. Hey, everyone. This week, I'm joined by Stephen, who is the creator of the YouTube channel Craven Something Scary, which has been bringing us all of the Scream 5 and general Scream news during the last few months. I found him on Twitter, and I thought, what better time to invite him on than during the month when Scream 5 was released? So without further ado, let's bring Stephen on. Hey, Stephen, how are you?
1: Hey, Allison, I'm good. Thank you for bringing me on to the show. It's a real honor to be here. I appreciate it.
0: Oh awesome. I'm so happy to have you and I'm so excited to talk horror movies and especially Scream with you. So yes. why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Well, I am a I'm a horror fan, uh, obviously for many, many years now. More years than I care to than I care to remember <laughs> now, ever since I'm getting so much older every year now. But no, I yeah, I, I'm basically love horror movies, big huge Wes Craven fan. He's my I, you know, not to jump ahead or anything. We're but <laughs> he's my guy. My like, you know, something scary. It's not too much of a secret, right? So, yeah. So, um, yeah. so I, I love Wes Craven movies. I, that was kind of like my introduction into horror, and, and and I just fell in love with all of his stuff. So I kind of, I kind of got a little bit OCD on Wes Craven and had to get every movie, every TV movie he made, everything. And so, but then, but then I started branching out to other things too. But it's, but that's really what I enjoy. It's my favorite. It's my most favorite thing, you know, as far as like as a hobby or whatever you want to, you know, it's a passion. So, but other than that, you know, I have my YouTube channel and I have a wife and a child and this is, this is my jam. So that's, and, and, you know, there's more could be said, but <laughs> that in a nutshell, that's, that's it.
0: <laughs> awesome. So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie?
1: Oh, Scream. I have to I have to say Scream. <laughs> I mean, it is my number one most favorite movie franchise of all time now there's a lot of other horror movies that i really like but yeah scream was a revolutionary movie for me and it, it blew my mind when i saw it and it's i always say this it's been blowing my mind ever since then for 25 <laughs> years so yeah hands down awesome. me on if me on an island allison give me a movie give one movie give me scream i'll just i'll be good
0: <laughs> awesome uh so how did you first fall in love with the horror genre
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, at first it was not, I didn't fall in love at first because I, I, you know, I was way too young when I saw some horror movies that, that really kind of traumatized me. And, and, uh, you know, typical story, you know, sleeping in your parents' bedroom for two weeks kind of a thing. And, but it wasn't, as I got a little older though, I started to appreciate and, you know, really what the horror genre can do because, and Wes Craven said it wonderfully. He said that, you know, it the reason horror movies work so well is because it's if it's a safe place to release that fear like we all have different fears in life and there are things that that we're afraid of and some things we never even talk about but, but the thing is when you're in when you're in that movie experience you can you can feel the fear of the people on the screen and in some way you release some of that from yourself and and, and once that kind of like really got the the you know the adrenaline rush i guess you could say Versus being so scared that I can't open my eyes to to where I can open my eyes and I can actually like this, you know, and I can enjoy this crazy thing that used to scare me to death. So it it just kind of was like a, like a light switch went off. And once I got that connection, it was great. I've been loving it ever since then. And I, I will, I will watch movies now that I would never have watched 30 years ago, 20 years ago. And it's just kind of how it's just, you know, grown with, with the genre, if you will, you know, from my perspective anyway. But I will say this. What got me first into horror movies, believe it or not, was Scooby-Doo. It was like, if you think about the original Scooby-Doo, it's like horror for kids, you know? And you got the, the scary monster, allegedly, but at the end, we get a reveal and the mask comes off. And so my affinity for for whodunits and, and, and slasher movies and these things started with Scooby-Doo. Because really, slasher movies, a lot of them are just Scooby-Doo. They're just done a lot more violently.
0: That That's a good uh, metaphor
1: for yeah. horror movies. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre?
1: Well, I think maybe watching horror movies helps you keep your sanity. I mean, if, if you think about it, because <laughs> life can be overwhelming at times, right? And we can get so bogged down in our own circumstances, and it causes us to get tunnel vision. And if we're in a rough patch, it can feel like, man, things just can't get any worse. Like just things are just in a bad place. But then as you start to feel that way, you turn on your favorite streaming platform or your favorite Blu-ray collection, and you browse the horror section. And it's no matter how insane our life may be at times, our day and circumstances are still a thousand times better than the poor souls that we're <laughs> about to watch on screen. And it just kind of like, when you push play, you're like, okay, I know this is not real, but dude, I don't have it as bad as these people do. So you know, maybe my maybe my situation is not so bad. So I think it's a way to help your sanity, actually.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. What would you say is your favorite <laughs> subgenre in horror?
1: Oh, slasher number one. That that is slasher is where it's at for me. I mean, I my very first horror movie that I can recall was Terror Train. <laughs> and which was late 70s right, right around <laughs> 1980 I was way too young to be watching terror train and I remember watching it in the theater it would, and I was with my sister and we, we she took me I was way too young and I'm just sitting there and I'm like doing this whole like you know eyes yeah. you know hands over your eyes anyway but that was a It as well remember terror train is the whole reveal I've never if you've seen, ever it, seen it so oh my <laughs> gosh okay got it. i won't say any spoilers all right <laughs> but definitely should watch it jamie d curtis is in it it's one, of okay. the, one of the scream queens anyway it, it's a it slasher so that was i like that and so and basically the the slasher genre to me my favorite in the 80s i grew up in the 80s heyday that was the slasher heyday was the 80s when just almost every horror movie was some type of a halloween knockoff right because michael myers that's my second favorite franchise <laughs> halloween so okay. again slasher movie so yeah it, to me, that's what I get the most enjoyment out of. And it, and if you throw in a whodunit element, it just it multiplies it for me. It doesn't have to be. Like Michael Myers, there's no real whodunit. It's still a great movie. But if you throw in the mask reveal, you, you, you've hooked me. So definitely the slasher. And again, thank you, Scooby-Doo, so that I can watch these. I got the, as a very young child, I got this affinity for whodunits. And yeah, just throw some steroids on them and just make them more violent. And that's what Scooby does. It's, you know, I won't keep going back to Scooby, but that's what it is. So (laughs) yeah, that's my favorite. And I do also like psychological horror where it's it's where you don't really know if this is really happening or not, you know, all that kind of stuff. Those are fun too.
0: Yeah, I really, psychological is one of my favorite subgenres. so I can definitely relate there. So I I think I know the answer to this. So I'm going to phrase (laughs) it in a different way. Why is Wes Craven your favorite horror director?
1: Oh, crafty there, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wes Craven is, is my favorite. I have a, there's a couple of others, but he's number one. And why I think is just because he his movies have such incredible pace and he just knows how to craft and tell a story. I just think he's a brilliant storyteller, you know, because in like like in, in, in some of the scream scripts, Kevin Williams would write them and there would be literally be scenes like like in Scream Two, the opening kill with with Omar Epps in the, in the, in the theater bathroom, all that Kevin Williamson wrote on there, he says, West, ma- West will make it West will make it scary. <laughs> That's all he says. And so that whole bathrooms thing was Wes Craven's kill. Mm-hmm. He, 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 that was his own idea. So I say all that just to say that, that I think he's a brilliant storyteller nightmare on Elm street. My goodness, what an incredible idea to have a character who kills you in your sleep. Cause we all have to sleep. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> and it's just brilliant. So, and even going back to his very first movie, which is a brutal movie, Last House on on the Left, from the very original, yeah. is a tough watch. It's yeah. a tough watch, not because it's a bad movie, but it's a brutal movie. And that's one of those movies where, when you turn it off, you're like, "Dang, I just don't feel. I'm a little disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like like the rest of my day is just not right after yeah. I see that movie." So I've only seen it like twice, because oh, I just can't. It just it messes with me, but. I think he's brilliant. I think he understood uh, what it took to pace a movie out properly. He never; his movies never dragged. They never feel rushed. They're just, you know, they're very nice. And he's just very, he just gifted. He's just a masterful, gifted, masterfully gifted. So, he's my guy, hands down. And I said, yeah. you know. So now I do have a couple others. I just, just real quick, I'll throw out. I would probably say this is John Carpenter probably be my next favorite because I mean, come on, Halloween. The original in Halloween 78, woo, that's tough to beat, right? I mean, that's for a slasher movie. That's that's tough to beat.
0: I never found it very scary because I watched it for the first time about three years ago, and I had already seen so many other much scarier I, movies. So, But if I would have seen it back yeah. when I was like 10 years old, I'm sure I would have found it much scarier.
1: Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is when we watch some of these older movies, we have to remember what it was with the time it came out. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was so much... Like, a lot of those movies, they're not. You look at them and you're like, well, this really isn't scary. But when it came out, it was so revolutionary, you know, for what it was. Yeah. And and his John Carpenter's The Thing. That movie, to this day, to me, <laughs> holds up really well. And The Mouth of Madness, oh, my gosh. It's another one that was, anyway. But another guy I like a lot, Allison, is James Wan. I think he's yeah. really great. I love the Saw franchise, especially the first three. But with his newest movie, Malignant, I love that movie. I don't know if you liked it or not, but
0: no, I did not, but okay. not, I wanted to so badly, but it was not for me. I wanted like a serious <laughs> horror movie and I guessed what was going on from the yes. very beginning. Yes, so yes. when everyone is like, Oh my God, I never saw it coming. I'm like, did you watch the opening part?
1: Cause it right. was right there. It, it was there. And, and, and that movie i don't know if you want to talk spoilers on this or not if not i'll I'll hold Uh, back malignant
0: came out last year it's fine let's not talk spoilers on scream five but yeah everything else is fine okay
1: it's very okay good yeah (laughs) so for malignant it was spoiled for me by accident and it really yeah before before i even went to see or saw it someone who's a a good friend of mine he he didn't know more
0: he was a good friend of yours not anymore
1: that's right he said here's what he said and he said it It came out and he realized right when he said it, he stopped and it was too late he said have you i don't know if you've ever seen basket case and mm-hmm. which is the 80s cult classic yeah. basket case then i knew right then because it was the brother on this you know on the mm-hmm. side it was it was the whole so basically but i actually enjoyed it because because mm-hmm. i knew what it, i knew going into it what it was going to be yeah. but it was like an elevated that's the new phrase now the <laughs> elevated basket case but James Wan's style, I guess that's what I'm saying. I really like his. Even in, even in that movie, there was a shot where she's walking in the house, and the camera just goes on top, almost like a helicopter view. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so neat. It's just original. It's different. And so I think he's a he's a v- real visionary. And then I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna throw out Radio Silence because they're they've really grown on me because I thought their segment in VHS was really good that they they did, and then uh, Ready or Not I thought was great. And we'll get to scream five, I'm sure, in a little while. But anyway, they're growing on me. They're a little, they're, they're coming up the list. So
0: yeah, they're definitely great. Ready or not was such a good movie. I haven't seen any of the VHSs because I tried watching the first segment of the first VHS years oh, ago, and I was like, yes. what is going? What is this? And then yes. I just turned it off and never went back. So oh, that's a love- blind spot for me.
1: <laughs> oh, Allison, I'm gonna encourage you to go back because each yeah. of those seg- each segment is so different. Yeah. So I know that first one, oh man, that's a, that's a trip, but, but they all very different. And radio silence is the last one. Okay. The very last segment is them. And, and Matt and Tyler and Chad are actually in it. They're actually on camera. Oh, okay. And so they wrote it and they starred in it, directed their own, you know, so anyway, I would encourage you to at least if nothing else, just fast forward to the last yeah. segment. All right.
0: All right. Yeah, I will. I will have to do that because I need to be able to watch VHS 94, which I know I can watch yes. without having seen the others. Right. But still. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. but I, I do have to admit that the the filming, the, like what would you call it? The direction, director of photography for Malignant was beautiful. Like the shots were gorgeous.
1: Yes. It's just
0: not serious enough for me, so. Got it.
1: That makes sense. That's yeah. fair. No, that's very fair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so an article came out in 2020 that said that horror movie fans were handling lockdown and the pandemic better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case?
1: Well, I mean, I think for, possibly because it, I think it maybe prompted us to watch more movies. I mean, as, I mean, I like as horror fans, who's better prepared for a lockdown because we know what can go happen if you don't protect yourself, yeah. right? Like, you know, <laughs> 28 days later, and we can just go on and on. Yep. Don't go outside. So, I mean, you know, I know I'm making a little bit light of it, but really, I think that there's a deeper psychology, you know, a psychological component to all this at the surface level, but I believe there's a connection. So I think that, you know, hey, look, we're, we're we're supposed to be smart. We watch horror movies. We we know how these things work. Now, obviously, life is not, it's not like that, but we've learned enough to know if there's a lockdown, stay indoors, turn on the movies, stream all the platforms. I won't say names, but all the platforms we know them, and just watch movies. I don't know. I think to me, that's what I think it is. I think it's who's better prepared for a lockdown than a horror fan. I yeah. mean, what do you think, Allison? What do you think? It
0: is? I think a lot of us are introverts and a lot of us are okay yeah. to stay home and watch a lot of movies. And yes, we yeah. know, we know, like, we, we know that if we're supposed to stay inside, we're, there's probably a reason for it. And, you know, we're good at surviving pandemic pandemics because we watched a lot of them in movies. So absolutely.
1: And there was nobody I mean,
0: trying to like bite us. <laughs> so we were like, <laughs> this right. Is
1: easy. This is easy. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody at the windows pound and p- pounding yeah. on the windows and. You know all, all those apocalyptic movies that are, we've seen that are you know all the scenarios and yeah bird box and you know just the list goes on and on but mm-hmm. absolutely I, I think you're right i think it you know, <laughs> i think it's no problem i can watch movies let's go you know yeah
0: totally yeah, yeah i watched i watched hundreds over the last two years so
1: nice yeah <laughs> that's great um,
0: <laughs> so now let's get into scream territory how'd you come up with the idea for your channel craving something scary
1: well, it's kind of it's you know it's it's interesting because I have another channel. It's called The Movie Bros React, and my buddy Michael and I we do movie reactions, trailer reactions, and that's the first channel we that I'd started with him. And but he's not a horror fan, so I would get I would like drag him into <laughs> hey let's watch this horror trailer, you know, Malignant, Night House, you know, Halloween, all that stuff that came out all these over the mm-hmm. summer and last year. And then we did this little thing called Scream Fest. And I basically drugged Mike in. He was a great sport, and we—I'd made him watch the movies with me when they all came out. We actually, we saw him in theaters together. Oh, anyway, wow. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> See, I've seen every screen movie in a the theater, which is pretty oh, cool. Yeah. So, long story short, though, he, I'm like, I want, I want to do more horror stuff, and this is not a horror channel. It's a, it's a, it's, his, it's a joint channel. We share it. So, I need to make my own channel. I need to just have the artistic freedom if you will just to just to do whatever i want and, I, and so you know that's what the tagline for my channel is all horror all the time that that's what that's what this channel is now how the name came about is is uh, is a different story because i wanted something creative but so, you know i believe names are important right and i mean you have a great name for the podcast i think it's, it's just you know the names are, are important so i was sitting here one day and i'm like what kind of what would be a good name? And then I'm like, I wanted to tie Wes Craven into it. And I'm like, how can I get Wes Craven into this, but not just be like Wes Craven thing? So uh, it just hit me. I I can't tell you that I had this grand plan. It just popped in my head like that. It was Craven, something scary. And I'm like, oh oh no, I got it. And when, (laughs) and when when it came to me, I said, that's it, that's the name. And I can't tell you how many people, even this week, have told me that the how the name they, they, they are just like this name is amazing like this drug this attracted me to the channel I, I, it was the name and then they you know they liked it after that thankfully or some probably didn't and that's okay too but i think that i yeah i think it's servicing it's serving it's purpose and there's never a question of 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 who i like because my yeah. name is right above <laughs> my head on everything i do and, and on my site so that's how it came <laughs> out I, I just wanted another channel that i could do all horror and and I'm glad I did. My, my my first video went up on September the fourth of last year, and you know the channel is just doing really well. So I'm very blessed. Feel very great, very, very grateful.
0: Awesome. Well, it's a great channel, and the name is so good. So thank you. I love it. <laughs> I
1: appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so you said you saw all of the Scream movies in theaters. Do you remember what it was like the first time watching Scream in theaters oh, in '96?
1: I'll never forget it. Oh yeah, it's one of those vivid moments. I still remember. I remember getting off work. I mean, I could tell you the whole story, but I got <laughs> off work, drove to the theater. And I remember going in. And first of all, I'd seen an uh, trailer on TV for it. And I said, oh, whoa, this is a mask. There's somebody in a costume killing people. This is this is all me. This has got my name written all over it. So, and then of course, Wes Craven. I said, oh my gosh, Wes Craven's. he's bringing it Looks like he's going to bring it. So anyway, I went to the theaters. It was in January. It came out like December 20th. Yeah. I went first first part of January, like the first week. And I, I went there after work. I watched that movie. And as I, as I watched it, my expectations were blown away. My my mind was blown when the reveal came. We're, we're talking spoilers. Now, this is 25 yep. years, 25 yep. years ago.
0: If you so, haven't seen Scream, <clears throat> turn this off.
1: That's right. <laughs> so when, I mean, I loved everything about it. The whole meta thing, the whole self-awareness thing was so, which is, you know, he did it. I mean, Wes did it and went in New Nightmare. Like new nightmare was was scream before scream as far as meta it, it was he was already doing the self aware thing there two years earlier but this was different this was like people talking about Halloween and prom night and the rules of horror all this you know this all the stuff and so I remember the biggest blowing my mind moment in that movie because I just knew it was Billy I mean they West made it painfully obvious to us it's Billy the whole movie until he gets killed quote. And whenever that whenever he comes up behind him and stabs him in the bedroom, I'm like my mind is said, Oh my gosh, I have to I had to I had to re-scramble because now my suspect was dead. I don't know who was doing it now. And I'm like just riding this high. So anyway, we get to the whole thing at the end. And then when he comes down and he reveals who he's alive, and then Sydney turns around to go in the kitchen, and there's Stu standing in the hall in the doorway with the voice box changer. My mind was that was it man i was like oh my god I, there's two of them i've never seen done i've never seen two of them that's just uh, so original and i'll tell you allison when that thing i walked out the parking lot and the first thing i got out of my truck to leave and i said i have got to tell every every person i know they have got to go see this movie take me with you i'll go i'll buy your ticket you have to go <laughs> see this movie you know and I'll, last thing I'll say about it is, and when like back then you have to wait three, four months to get it on VHS. Remember yeah. it was a long yeah. time.
0: It was like six months, I think. <laughs> or maybe it's it was a six while. months. Yeah.
1: It was a, yeah. It was a long time. So finally, when it came on VHS, I threw a big watch party at my sister's house, actually <laughs> I had her hosted <laughs> and uh, we all had a house full of people and we all watched it together. And you know what? To this day, everyone who I can get to watch that movie, who's never seen it. I love to watch their reaction to the movie, because it's the same reaction most of the time that I had the first time, and I still have when I watch it. And I just love seeing people see that for the first time. So I'll never forget it. It, it was it was a game changer, and it immediately became my most favorite movie. And so I, I just was I just loved it. And I have to tell you, if I may, uh, tell you about a Scream Two story. Can yeah. I tell you a real, quick, a real fun yeah, story? Of real quick?
0: That's why you're so, here. So,
1: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. So. I won tickets. It's the only time I've ever gotten a pre-screen. I got to see screen two before mm-hmm. it came out and it was in the theater, one of the big AMC theaters in Houston. And, but I got two tickets on the radio that I won. So I go in there and of course, they give away tons of these, you know, the people are wrapped around the, the whole theater to get in. And so we go in, my buddy and I go in to watch it and there's no trailers. I mean, it just starts right up, you know, and we watched the movie. It was amazing. And there was, a, there, there was a story that my, that my brother-in-law told me when he, was, when he went to Saw Empire to strikes back in the movie theaters, and back when they were back in the 80s. And he, whenever he was waiting in line, people that came out of the movie theater were talking, and one of them said, I can't believe that Darth Vader is Luke's father, and just spoiled it right there. And he, he was so mad because he, he was in line to see the next showing. So I told my buddy, I said, man, I said, I'm going to do something fun here. I said, now, look, I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to and we and I are not going to be talking. And I'm going to talk really loud to walk out. And so uh, when we walked out, I said, oh, man, I can't believe that Sydney was the killer. And I, and I, and I heard like a whole line of people like, oh, you know, you hear like excelling. Now, I only did this because it was fake. It was a fake yes. out and I would never, ever spoil the movie. And so. Anyway, it just made me think about this in the theater, that one. I've never done it ever. I've never done that again. I never did that yeah. again. But I got it out of my system, but it was it was not for real, you know? Oh,
0: that's funny. I wonder how all those people felt after they went in and saw it and found out who the killers really were.
1: That's what I wonder, yeah. too, to this day. <laughs> Cause what I'm hoping is if they're good, if they're good sports, I'm hoping they were like, Oh, okay. That guy. Yeah. He, is I, messing he, with us. <laughs> he was messing with us. It, it was all right. It's all right. Now, you know, that's what I'm yeah. hoping, especially if they watch the whole movie, like, Oh, it's going to be Sydney and then it's yeah. not, that's yeah. what I was hoping for. So yeah,
0: I, how could that even be possible? <laughs> it, I,
1: it, no, yeah. <laughs> no way. It could, it really couldn't. It's not even logistically yeah. possible, you know? Yeah. And uh, I guess she could be the mastermind. But then why would she have people trying to kill her? Yeah, you know, and, and it did yeah, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: what are your favorite videos that you've made on your channel so far?
1: Well, there's there's a couple. I think one of them is that maybe my most favorite is the one that's called "The Secret in uh, Plain Sight," and it's it's a video about Scream Three, and I basically explain. I saw
0: that. I saw that video and I oh. meant to click on it, but I not i did not have time so yeah tell me okay tell me the, tell me the secret unless you want me to go watch the video
1: well Bye. no I, I, how about i'll tell you the secret and you can go watch the yeah. video and, and after yeah, yeah. just to make sure i don't <laughs> miss anything but and i'm recalling it but basically what the video is about is my explanation of how there are two killers in Scream three because one of the biggest complaints i hear have heard for years is like there's no way that, that that was so unbelievable because roman would have to teleport There's, it there was no way he could be in all these places so fast he could like especially when he's on the set he's running up behind her then all of a sudden he's outside and then back inside underneath the blanket or the sheet,
0: yeah
1: and all this and i said i said well the simple answer is there that he there were because he wasn't alone there were two killers and i don't know how much time we want to spend on here for this i can go into yeah the let's video go more. let's go
0: into it i'm all about screen okay
1: security, so let's do this. okay all right well, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and park <laughs> then all right so here's the thing about it so we know that the original the original version of scream three was that Wes Craven and and Kevin Williamson had Stu Mocker surviving scream one, right? He was going to be the mastermind in prison. He was going to have a cult following that were the ghost face killers. And that had to get scrapped because the tragedy in Columbine happened. And they said, they don't, they're not going to have a movie where a bunch of high school kids are all following this guy and killing other kids that they said, no, we can't do that. So they're like, okay, fine. So unfortunately, Kevin Williamson couldn't write another script because he already had committed to his other projects he was working on. So they bring in Aaron Kruger. So basically Aaron Kruger and Wes Craven write the new Scream 3. Well, this, the next draft that they wrote that Wes wanted to do was that it would be, again, spoilers out there, people. Just so you know, <laughs> it was going to be Roman and Angelina, who played Sydney in the Stab movie, um, was going to be his girlfriend and accomplice, uh, Ghostface Killer. Well, the Weinstein's, when she, those guys, those guys, when I hear that name now, I just kind of like tense up because they've ruined so much. They fought Wes Craven on every script, even in Scream Four. But anyway, so they said, "No, we don't like that. We don't, we don't, we don't like her. We don't like her being revealed as the killer. We don't like her being the girlfriend. Go, go back and redo it." So Wes did, and so what he did was he made the script where okay, he took the reveal out. There's no reveal of Angelina. Weinstein's greenlit the script. And what does Wes do, Allison? He films the entire movie with two killers. Every scene is left intact. He didn't change anything. So what Wes did, and I love this, and I'm I'm telling you, I often say this: it's like the most misunderstood scream movie, hands down, and maybe one of of Wes's career. Because what Wes did was he said, okay, fine, I'll take the killer off the paper. I won't do a reveal but she's still the killer. And he filmed it that way. So if you go back and watch screen three, Allison, I'm telling you right now, Angelina is the second killer. It's that we only get one reveal, but there are two killers and she's the accomplice. And the way he filmed it was he's, he's, he's mailing it to us saying, guys, look, I'm telling you, he was counting on the fans, us to understand this impossible. It's physically impossible for one person to do all of that. I mean, and and if you go back and look at the clues for Angelina, they're everywhere. Like when the house blows up, she's way off to the side down the street. Yeah. See, it's like she knew it was coming. She got away. She got out of there. There's just little clues. And that whole scene with her and Sydney in the bathroom on the set, Mm -hmm. she had the phone, the mask and all that. She says they're souvenirs, but they weren't. She was actually, and she leaves and she runs out. And the next thing we know, she gets attacked. And so- Anyway there's other thing and one other thing too Allison when when Angelina allegedly gets killed it's done so that to make sure that that Gail and Parker Posey you know Jennifer see her and what does he do though it's one little stab up here in the shoulder area yeah. She falls down but then what she's laying on that bottom step and he pulls her body. remember that he pulls yeah. the body He never he did that with nobody else. Nobody else was pulled away. He could have easily pulled her away. And then she got up and ran and got in costume easily. Or she could have just left to meet him. He could have said, hey, honey, you know, go on to our meeting place. And when I'm done here killing Sydney, I'll meet you there. I mean, that's a possibility. Or he could have killed her. Okay, he could have killed her. But Anyway, I've said a lot here without, (laughs) without stopping, but there's more in the video, but in the nutshell, that's what my, that's what my case is. And I think Wes shot it that way to say, yes, there are two killers. I'm not changing the movie. I'm going to make, I'm making the movie because this is not some first time director, Allison. This is, and the Weinstein's were treating him like he was some kid who's not never done a big picture. And this is like a legend, 30 years of filmmaker at that time. So yeah. Anyway, that's my case for it. I, I'm convinced there's two killers. It's not even a question for me anymore. It, it's Ooh. it's absolutely. It, again, if he would have shot it differently, he could have, but he didn't, and that's my that's my that's my point. He didn't. So
0: boom. I've never heard I've never heard that before about the script. I know they had to tone it down a lot after Columbine, but I never really knew what the script was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be with Kevin. Um, yes. But so, is that a theory of yours that? Angelina was the other killer, or was that said somewhere? Did West say that? No,
1: no, it was. It's it's it, it is a theory because because basically I'm going off of what West how West shot the movie and knowing that that was his that was his plan. He wanted he he wrote Angelina as the second accomplice, and Weinstein says we don't like that. And but West shot the movie. I'm telling you, when you go back and rewatch it now, you it's you'll look look at angelina look at look at how the shots are yeah. look at and so it, to me it was it was west because you know west got the approval and he, he gave them what the weinsteins wanted but he also made his movie that's how i that's how i interpret the movie you know because it's the only film where it, well not the only well as well i mean move it this way it's in line with all the other films in terms of how the ghost face appears and doesn't appear and then he reappears and then he appears that's impossible it's not physically possible for you to be right here. And then in two seconds or five seconds, you're already outside around the corner. You know, it's just not plausible. So no, I can't, I can't say that Wes said that, but I don't think he would because that may have been like a, may have been like a contract yeah, issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he could say that. I think he said it in the way he filmed it. Yeah. That like, it's like, oh, okay. There's two people. So, oh, it, it, you know, it, it's like, there's this, it's just, we just get one reveal. That's all we get one reveal. Yeah. And Roman either, eliminated her, just killed her and said, you know, when he loose ends and he just got rid of her or it was a fake out death. He drags her away and she's still out there somewhere right now under a new identity that no one knows about. And, you know, another oh. part of the world.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That could be scream sex. Angelina's it could.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. I, honestly, if Angelina was back, it wouldn't shock me. I bet like, there she is. I oh. knew it. Yeah, there <laughs> she is. So. I wish I could say I had, I wish I could say that West said it like West said, West Craven, like West said, Stu's alive. So that's why I'm like, Stu is still alive. Wes Craven's mind. He was, so it's not even an argument for me. It's just a matter of whether they're going to bring him back, but Angelina, it wasn't verbal, but it was just, it's just how he shot the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know you had said that Stu would still be alive. I just don't believe it. I think that if you get electrocuted in your brain, I think you're dead. I don't know.
1: Well, I, I, yeah, I hear you. And I, and I, and listen, and, and I've never had it done. Hopefully it never <laughs> will. So I don't know, but uh, I will say this when you watch that scream 96, when after the TV hits him, he's still making noise and still, he's still moving but when the camera goes off of him and we never see him again. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, the biggest, the biggest reason that I, I come back to it is because Wes and Kevin had him living. That's, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like, like if, if that wasn't the case, Allison. I probably would not be so adamant about my position or my feeling about that position strongly. But when Wes Craven says Stu is alive, he's the mastermind in three, he was going to come back in prison. I'm like, okay, if Wes and Kevin could have written a plausible story of how he survived it, then I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go with Wes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say Wes you're wrong. (laughs) It's Wes's franchise. I mean, he said he's, you know, Anyway, so that's that's the reason why I'm like, you know, if it was good enough for Wes, Wes said, no, he's he's he survived, then yeah. like Kirby. Yes. Well, that's not, yeah. That's I mean, not, that's all
0: over the internet. That's not a really spoiler. I'm like, it has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with anything no. that happens in five.
1: So. No. Okay, so then let me just real quick, I'll piggyback then. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing there. Wes Craven said that Kirby was alive, and oh, he okay. said he 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 said he, she was alive and he deliberately had her. Now I try to see it. It must be really subtle, but Wes is like, you know, if you see the last shot, the very last frame, she makes a slight movement. Yeah. In Scream Four, and so Wes, Wes was very clear that Kirby was not dead. So what I love about what Radio Silence did is that they honored that that canon. Because see, yeah. they're Wes Craven fans too, mm-hmm. so they know that Wes had her alive. So what do they do? They honored that she's alive. And that's why I think Wes, I mean, if they know Wes's history and his, and that if 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 Stu was alive to Wes, then you could argue that's canon for the franchise then if you're going off what because Kirby was. Yeah. So if you take that same logic and apply it to, to Wes and Stu, that Stu could definitely be back.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's possible. It is possible. I just don't know. I Kirby was just stabbed, but Stu had a TV <laughs> dropped on his head. He I feel like that's a lot harder to survive. And if they True. ever bring Stu back, six movies in, I would think that they were lazy writers. So I I hope oh, they no. don't. I know everyone loves oh. Stu. I love Stu in the first one, but it's been 25 <laughs> years. They would have mentioned him at some point if he was still alive, and they haven't. So
1: well, you know, but here's the, well, I mean, I, I, we can, I would love some time to have a stew discussion where we can really, because I, ha, I have some ideas about that too. And, I, and that brings me back to your question. One of the other videos that I made that I, that I is one of my favorites. It's called the case for stew and it's on my channel. Now I put it out about three weeks ago and it was my It was one of my cases that I have theories of how stew could come back and how it could have worked with the motive and everything. So Anyway, I touched a little bit more on this in that yeah. video, but, but there are, I have some ideas, but I love Stu. And like I say, he may never come back and I know that, but I'm always going to be like, when I tell him my channel, I'm always like, Hey, look, I, I always have a seat open on the Stu train for anyone that would like to sit. I have a, you know, I get you a first <laughs> class seat. I'm going to, I'm the conductor of that train. We're going to keep rolling down the tracks. <laughs> so
0: And, uh, radio silence will just keep, you know, putting little Easter yeah. eggs to think that maybe they're going to bring him back. But yeah I hope, they, I hope they don't but if they yeah. do i'll be happy for you
1: <laughs> well and, and if i could say one more thing about that yeah. stew in scream five just about Stu only now mm-hmm. there is never a time and i listened very carefully in the movie yeah. and Stu is mentioned at least four times i believe in that film yeah. more than most of any other sequel and never one time in any of the dialogue did, did anyone ever refer- reference him as dead yeah. or he had died or since he died this happened never once was he ever yeah. talked about in that tense it never was and i think that was very carefully written that way yeah to keep us on the edge of wondering because mm-hmm. they could have easily just said oh yeah you know when Stu died you know what's in relation to some of in the movie they could have just dropped that in really quick two seconds and it's yeah. over like this whole mm-hmm. argument's not even it's just done and yeah. but they did it. and then they dropped that little nugget <laughs> To say, hey, you know, we hear you. We hear you about Stu. Yeah. This, you know, stay tuned. So yeah. okay. it was fun. That was fun. And yeah,
0: I saw your video on that where you said that. Um, uh, yeah, they just want to keep teasing people. So maybe the killers yes. in the next one will be Kirby and Stu. So. There you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so did it.
0: you see Scream 5 yet? And,
1: I have. And
0: what did what did you think without spoilers, if you can? Yeah,
1: sure. No, I, I'm very, I'll be real careful. So I've seen it two times now. And the first time I saw it, I went in without being an analyst, if you will, content creator. I wanted to just go in as a fan Mm -hmm. and that's it. Just take it in for what it is. Don't think about anything. And so I watched it and I really enjoyed it and it was great. And I went the very next day in the morning to see the first showing again. And this time I went in and I was, and I, I liked it better the second time. I liked it the first time a lot, but I enjoyed it more the second time because now that I knew what was going to happen? I could look for things that may have cued me in along the way that I didn't know the first time. And there were things there. Mm. And I, I picked up on were really cool. That I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. And so I thought it was done well. I mean, do you want me just to kind of talk more about it now? And like, I just kind of give you my thoughts without Yeah, spoilers? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel that it was a strong. Here's the thing about radio silence, man. They 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 were having, they had such a task. This was so difficult because yeah. they're, they are given the franchise. It's that's a, that's an iconic franchise by an iconic director of Wes Craven, who's a legend. And you're the one that has to make the next one. And he's gone, you know, rest, you know, rest in peace, Wes. And, but he's gone now. So you have to make this movie. That's going to let the legacy fans enjoy it. That They're going to, they're going to have enough of what they're expecting but you also have to implement some new people and a new story and you have to mix it together in a cohesive manner and also make it a fun screen movie and make it a good screen movie on top of that. It's a very daunting task. And whenever a radio science was interviewed, I know Matt and Tyler said they they were asked, "Do do you feel any pressure making this movie? And Matt said, we have felt nothing but pressure since the first day. Since since they because they know how important this franchise is to a lot of people, yeah. and so when I watched the movie, I felt with all of that having to be done that they did a really good job. And as you start to learn more about the care and the nuggets and the Easter eggs that are in this movie, that I won't say them now because we're going to stay away <laughs> from spoilers. But man, I'm telling you, Allison, there are so many things that they did that they didn't have to do but yeah. they took the extra effort, which tells you a lot about how much they respected him less yeah. because they could have just made this movie in a much, not sloppier way, but in a much less careful way. And it would have, most of you probably would have been like, Oh, it's fine. But the fact that they, they put, they took the extra effort to say, we're going to go the extra mile. And I said, before it came out, I was impressed with the little details. I was already seeing how much care they had in selecting certain things. And I said, if they're this good with these little details, I think they're going to nail the big ones too. And I thought overall that they did. Now, were there things I didn't care for? Things I thought could have been better. There are. There are things that I thought were missing that I wish I had, we had, they'd put in. So one day when we can talk spoilers, I'd be happy to have a spoiler discussion with you. <laughs> but overall, Allison, I was pleased after two viewings and I'm ready now for the Paramount Plus to drop. Uh, at the end of February because I want to watch it like 15 times because it's like it's like it's like a pair of new shoes right or a glove. you got to break it in and so two viewings is not bro- I mean, it's just still working my working my way in after about 15 viewings of the film I will have broken it in to where I really can properly assess everything about the movie so my early impressions I enjoyed it Radio Silence did a good job and the OG3 uh, did a great job, and and one in particular, you know, I'll I'll say it like this without running. I'm, I'm not saying anything I shouldn't, but I will say that David Arquette, I think, gave maybe the best performance of the franchise in this movie. It was the his it was that. I thought he was the star of the show. Oh really? Why
0: why did you yes. feel it? Why did you feel that way?
1: <sighs> there was such a, a heaviness, or a there's a there's another word for it it's escaping my mind but he he has grown you've seen because we're used to him being such a, a happy-go-lucky you know yeah like he, he was
0: not in this movie
1: oh gosh no <laughs> he was and I think I don't think we're giving anything away because it's in the trailer you can yeah. tell he's very he's in a very rough spot and and not in a good place and everywhere in that everywhere in his trailer is our liquor bottles. I mean they're everywhere they're on the counter the coffee table on his on his little everywhere in the kitchen so it's very clear all right that, that yeah this is not a good not a good spot for him but he was so just authentic is another word i think of he was so real it was so believable his performance was so grounded that's the word i was trying to find is grounded and not that he wasn't before i loved dude i love all I mean, he was one of my favorite characters but this was a different Dewey. This is not the guy we were used to seeing. And you can see he, the effects of all the previous movies. If you think about him in one, he was like almost like a kid. Like he was almost yeah. like a glorified kid. And you see two. And then you see the effects on three. And then you see him in four as a sheriff. And now you see the effects of all these things. And then his personal life is in shambles. Everything's in shambles for the guy. Yeah. And it was sad. And I thought I thought he did so well. And the the dialogue he had with with Gail, that that one scene where they talk outside and she meets him for the first time there. That was some of the most emotional, passionate, not passionate. It was sad. I don't know how to say it. I don't don't want to give away what he says, but the way he delivered it was was I thought incredible. I thought he did so well. And so I thought he was an all-star. I really do. I think this was a different kind of way of seeing him as yeah. in that character role. Yeah. So that's what I mean by it you know I don't know if that makes sense but that's that's what I that's what I thought was so strong. I thought he outshined the other two OGs. I yeah, thought that he definitely did. that
0: makes sense with you explaining it I get that yeah yeah.
1: Oh. Man, I want to say so much more but I can't yeah. <laughs> another day. I, another day. I,
0: I will say something I, I also really enjoyed it. I saw it twice last weekend too. Um, nice. I, and I'm probably going to go again, because I have the AMC A list pass.
1: Um, Oh, all right.
0: But but I like how so many of the scenes paralleled scenes from other past movies.
1: Yes, So a lot. A lot of them did.
0: And I liked the new kids a lot. Like I, Mm -hmm. besides, besides Kirby in the last one, and maybe what's his face? One of the killers. I can't remember his Um, name. uh, Charlie. Yeah. I didn't really love the other kids, the new kids that they brought in, and then they killed them all. So, right. but I liked, yeah. I like these kids. Like the twins were awesome. So,
1: yes, I, Mindy yeah. was, she yeah. was so good. And, you know, and, every, and as we all know, it's not, it's not a secret, you know, she's meek. her last name is yeah. meek. She's Rand, Randy's niece. And what a way to honor her uncle. That's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. She honored yeah. him so well in this movie. And, yep. and literally, and also as herself as a character in the way that she handled herself. Yeah. And she, I'm going to say this, and Allison, you know what I'm talking about? And people who've seen it will know what i mean she learned from her yeah. uncle as well
0: <laughs> yes she, so she you, did learn she did learn <laughs> when i saw it there no i won't say it because that's a spoiler never mind so tell me now <laughs> that you've seen five what what are your rankings of all five screen movies
1: okay now I, I have to say i have to put an asterisk by this <laughs> these <laughs> this will change daily because if you if you ask me again in like four hours, I'll probably have a little bit of variance. And it's how <laughs> I feel because they're like, you have to understand, guys, I love these movies. And I, I, I know that sounds cheesy, but I really do. I love all of them. So even ranking them is kind of like breaking your kids I can't. They're all they're they're all the same. They're just different. You know? Parents
0: always have a favorite.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> See, that's the actually, I have. I only have one child, so I yeah. I have it easy. You know, <laughs> I only have one. So she's always she's my favorite. But, but to be fair, I'm not going to punk out on you. I will answer. I will answer the route. I'll do it. So for today, this moment in time, it's one. One's going to always be one. Let's be real. There's no, no for me anyway, no, nothing will ever unseat 96. Because anything that comes after it is in some form imitation of it, even yeah. in, within the franchise. So one, four, two, three, five. That's where I'm at.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I know a
1: lot of people are going to be shocked that five is after three. Most people always put three. This, four. It's the little red caboose. Three is always the one that you can look. Now, that does not mean I don't like the movie. That's what I'm trying to say. I do, but for me to unseat my other, my other films, there, I got to watch it more than two times. It hasn't earned. It's not earned its stripes in the screen yeah. rankings for me, to say it's better than those. Again, not better. That, I, that's a bad. That's another, that's another word. I, I want to get away from saying better. It's more like which do which 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 is my which is my most favorite.
0: You know, not yeah.
1: necessarily that's because I like them all. They're all anyway. You know, I won't go on about it. But so one four two three five right now, not tomorrow. It, it, my ranking the other day was one four two five three, <laughs> and now it's already changed. See, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a good chance that it, five has a chance to make it to the third spot. If I watch it a few more times, it has a chance, but especially with all the, the all the West Craven Easter eggs that they put in here that even though West wasn't there, it's like he was, you know, he was like he was. So that 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 aspect really, you know, I have a feeling it's going to go up. I, I I usually always rank three as my least is last in the row because someone has to be last doesn't no matter who it is. <laughs> but I love three. That's what I'm saying. I love three. And it's usually last, even though I love it. So it's not as bad as it sounds, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. For me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's totally fair. I know that we both love three. Like we just, like you just said, what do you love so much about three? Is it anything other than the fact that there are two killers and that Wes made it in that way
1: or? No, there are other things. I mean, that, that, that to me, again, I call it I won't rehash what we said earlier, but it is rebel filmmaking. I think Wes made a rebel film. He said, heck with you, Studio. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I think about you. I'm gonna make my movie. So I love that about this movie. And every time I watch it, and there's only one reveal, I'm like, Yes, Wes, you (laughs) you 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 did your movie. But so, but here's another thing I like, Allison. I love in addition to that, I love the Hollywood setting. I think it's fun, you know, it's different, it's outside of what you got on the big sound stages. Those kind of things are fun, and I, and I love. And here it, it's the Scooby Doo fan in me. But that third act, mm-hmm. when you're in this mansion with secret <laughs> passageways, come on now, yeah. that's Scooby Doo, man, and not in yep. a good way. That's not a, that's not a criticism. That is like this is this is like all of my little my little Scooby senses were going off from a kid, yeah. because they were people are going through doors and sliding this way and going, I mean, going down this hallway, a circular. What is all this stuff, you know? And an interesting thing, Allison, is West said that that coincidentally that is the same house that was used in Halloween H two O. I don't know if oh. you remember H two O with a school. Well, oh, yeah, that, okay. that's the school, same place. Oh, in wow. fact, if you if you go back and they watch H two O, you'll notice the same archways that they'll haul, They walk down with the archways.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: furnishings are all different, but it's the yeah. same house. Oh, but wow. Anyway. Wes was talking about this house. He said, this house used to be a long time ago, like maybe in the 60s or 70s. It was a house for women that were unwed women that were mothers, you know. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when that was like a shunned bond thing, which is ridiculous, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, they had this this Catholic church or something ran this house for girls. Well, apparently, according to Wes, this is from his own mouth his own words, he said there was... They had to shut the the police come in or the government shut it down because there was a lot of abuse going on that they had found girls locked in the basement, like locked up, like, wow, really bad, bad stuff going on. And he said that when they filmed at that house, it was all at night, you know, at Milton's house is all night shots. And he said he continually had crew members telling him that they're hearing voices when they're setting up the grips and they're setting up the, the stuff. They keep hearing like women's girls' voices in the house. Wow. And he said that a lot of those secret passageways, they were already built into the home. Like like they were there. Like someone was using these secret passageways at some point. And he said, we had to build a, he said, they do, they did build like one or two things onto this, onto the house for the movie. But he said, a lot of the ones you see, they're real. They're, they're actually in that house. So he says, I don't know what went on in that place, but. People were. It, it was just. It was really creepy. The, cre- the crew was creeped out when they filmed there. Oh my so. goodness,
0: that's that's such a cool story. I'm gonna have to go Google that more.
1: Oh yeah, you. that's so yeah, creepy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's so creepy. In fact, if you have the if you have the Scream Three, the Scream Three Blu-ray, it's in the director's commentary.
0: Oh, you, okay.
1: You, you can actually hear Wes tell the story. But basically, oh, okay, I'm kind cool. of I'm, I'm kind of repeating what he said. But yeah, that's where I heard it was like on this oh. commentary. And it's just so cool, you know, those little, yeah. little things like that. But I do love I, love I love the movie, Allison. I think it's a fun movie. I love the final act. I love the house. I love the chase scenes. And and how can you not like Parker Posey? Yeah. I thought she was fantastic in this movie. And her and Gail's banter back and oh, forth was yeah. wasn't that great.
0: Yes. I love it. It was it. so much
1: fun. There are remember so many, time?
0: so many one-liners from that movie.
1: There are. And in fact, I remember whenever she was trying to get in the records room. At the door yeah. outside, and 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 Parker Posey comes up and says her card. You go, like, he's yeah. like the the. She says Michael Weathers would find a way. <laughs> <And> she scans <laughs> her card. Remember, and yes. it's just so fun. I, I thought it was fun, and we get Randy back. Yep, on right. VHS. Just,
0: just a just a little bit. So just it's a, a little bit. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I love the movie. I think it's underrated. I think it's misunderstood, and I think that it gets so much hate and criticism that's un, un- unwarranted and. The whole, the whole thing about the people, anyone who says it's a one killer movie and they're criticizing, I'm like, you're missing it. You're, you know, you're just missing what's in front of you. That's why I call it the secret in plain sight. It's in plain sight. You just have to look at it differently. Look, yeah. Watch it closely. So anyway, I love Scream 3, as you can tell.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so glad I finally found somebody else.
1: I'm here. I got your back.
0: <laughs> so would you welcome another movie into the Scream franchise?
1: Yeah, I would. I, I, you know, after I've seen Scream Five now, uh, I would welcome more Scream films, and I would want to keep the Radio Silence directors intact. I think that they earned another sequel. I think they did a really well, a really good job. And the care, like I say, they could have hired a lot of directors that would have come in without any real care or reverence for West or, or the past. It, it would have been a job, and they may have made a decent movie. But the fact that you got these guys who are real West fans, real Scream fans and who better to make it than someone who cares about the franchise not just for a job or another project so i hope they keep them i hope they keep guy music and james vanderbilt i thought the writing was pretty darn good you know there were some things i i, I you know again we'll talk about it at some point in time maybe but <laughs> there were some things I, I would have liked to be a little different but they did i thought they warranted a new movie and the fact that kevin williamson was involved as executive producer, but not just as a throwaway title. He was actually hands on. Mm-hmm. He was on this set. He gave script consulting, and they would ask him. They said they would even say, "Well, would Kevin what what, what would West do, you know, in yeah. this situation?" And so I think that as long as Kevin Williamson is attached, uh, then there's going to be a credibility that's going to come that I think that that I'm comfortable with, especially after after this and. There are some things I would like to see them explore big time. And Allison, I'm going to talk in code. No, no spoilers. <laughs> the way the movie ends with one particular character at the very end.
0: Mm-hmm. The, you know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I would like to see that explored more.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, that, I, could, that, I could see that.
1: That part of them. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I'll stop there yeah. <laughs> on that. Uh, but. <laughs>
0: So switching gears a little bit, how yeah. do you decide what horror movie you want to watch when you're looking for something to watch?
1: Man, you know, it just, it really depends on my mood. It, it just, what am I in the mood for today? You know, how dark do I want to go today? Or do I want to be a little bit lighter? And I always look generally though, for a whodunit horror slasher. That's what I, that's my first thing I search out for. And, you know, I can tell. You know, I don't like to watch a lot of trailers, which probably doesn't really sounds crazy for me to say that because I, I just want to see enough like do I is it good cinematography? Is this someone with an iPhone that's holding it in their hand, movie or is this a cinematic film? you know and because and, to me, not that you can't make a good, don't misunderstand me. you can't do some good things independently like that. but I prefer to see and the budget didn't have to be that big. I just want it to look good. That's all I want. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm with a bunch of my friends, filming in the living room. I want to feel like I'm watching a you know a film. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, I look for horror, slashers, whodunits, and then if I don't find anything there, I'll go to psychological thrillers, uh, which those are so fun. And then I I can venture out into sci-fi ish stuff too, mm-hmm. you know. But it really does depend on my mood. Like if, yeah. you know how how dark do we want to go? How do I want to turn this off? really just in the dumps and like, you know, really affected or do, or, or do I need to, sometimes you may just need that. Sometimes you just like, you know what? I'm having a rough day. I want to watch somebody having a rougher day. We'll have a bad, <laughs> we'll have a bad day together, you know, <laughs> but, but it's not all bad. I mean, I love it. You know, yeah. it's fun stuff, but how about you, Allison? What, what about um, you?
0: I usually go to my letterbox to watch list and okay. see what's on there and what I can take off and watch for free. So
1: well, and I, you've been posting a lot on your Twitter about some really interesting titles. Yeah. I've never, stuff I've never seen before. You, you've been really active. I'm like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I spent like the last week and a half of last year watching movies every day because yeah. I didn't want to go outside because the the Omicron variant was yes. kind of rampaging New York. So I was like, I'm just yes. going to stay home and watch movies. So I watched 25 movies in 11 days. So. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. You kept posting. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, maybe I should check this out and you post yeah. another one. And I was like, that sounds fun. <laughs> that's really fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love, I love staying home and just like watching movies sometimes. Oh, so.
1: Same, same here. I honestly, I could do it all. I could do it. I could do it for hours. Just love yeah. it.
0: You said you have a child. Are you planning on introducing them to her?
1: Yes. Yes. Wait, when she's and I've already told her even this, even this past week, cause she's, she knows what I do, you know, with yeah. my, with my, with my channel and all this stuff. And so she always hears me talking about screen. <laughs> I told her, I said, you know, when you, when you're at the appropriate age and appropriate development where you can <laughs> understand this is what's going on and not be traumatized by these things. I am going to introduce it to her. I don't think she's going to be a horror fan, which I have to say, I'm not surprised, but I'm also kind of like all because I would love to be able to introduce her. I'm going to try to introduce her to all the iconic stuff, you know, Halloween and Nightmare, but Scream is going to be where we start. That's the that's the way we're going to go. (laughs) So I'm going to try it when she's a little bit older, another two or three years from now, Mm
0: -hmm. then we're
1: going to to, I'm breaking out the blue rays and we're going to we're going to we're going to see what happens and see if she can make it through the whole movie or not.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know what you consider an appropriate age to watch screen, but I, just for reference, I was 11 when I saw it. So.
1: Ah, you know, and that's the thing. Every, see, every kid's different. Right. Yeah. And that's what, and it's interesting. Cause there are, there are some cause actually she's 11. My daughter's 11 as well. Oh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's the same sexy to me. She is, you know, and some 11 year olds can, can take it better than others. Like she even told me like one of her friends at school is going to be going to, they're going to see. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. You know, I personally wouldn't do that, but yeah. that's everyone's different. That's fine, but I th- I'm, I'm going to still wait. I'm going to wait till she's at least thirteen.
0: Okay. I think that's I'm going to I'm going
1: to give her at least thirteen. Yeah. I want to be able to say she's a teenager at least, right? <laughs> and so then I don't feel quite like I'm.
0: I'm she's, she's a teenager she's gone this long without being traumatized now she can be traumatized
1: now's the time yeah you've survived all these young years when, when <laughs> i was a, when i was i mean i was looking at the shining when i'm like six and i was like in nightmares for a week i mean I, she didn't yeah. have to go through any of that i spared <laughs> her all of that so, yeah. so it's you know 13 you can take it now let's go <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again
1: Yeah. So as a general rule for me, I do not watch anything that is satanic or demonic based horror movies. I, I just don't mess around with any of that stuff. I, you know, I, I believe the spiritual realm is very real and I don't, I just, so I don't play around with any of that stuff. I just stay away from it, but that's why I like slashers. It's more reality based horror, like, like, you know, versus spiritually based horror that, that I prefer. So I don't really mess around with with any of that. Anything else, I'll pretty much go. I'll go for it. Let's go. You know. Also, I, there was a movie for some reason, The Ring. You remember The Ring and yeah, twenty thousand three. One of my favorites. That movie, Allison, jacked me up. I, I don't know why, but it did. And I watched that thing in the theater. And I will tell you what, I was so disturbed, and I felt so uncomfortable when I left there I was like something's <laughs> not right and I, I never want to see this again I'm like I, I watched out. I said I never want to turn this movie on and you know what a funny story is my brother-in-law was traveling when it was in theaters he knew nothing about the movie he saw no trailers he literally said I have nothing to do I'm out of town I'm going to go to the cinema I want to find a title and I'm just going to go watch it like totally blind yeah he said I saw the ring he said oh the ring he said oh that sounds good he said, that's probably like a marriage movie. Like, you know, maybe they're going to get married. It's the ring. He said that movie, he said, and he didn't even know that we had similar experiences. Yeah. He said, I talked to him and he said, man, that I saw this movie, the ring. And when I wasn't wherever it was. He said, that thing gave me nightmares. And this is, you know, he's like, you know, you know, he's 40s, 40s at this time. You know, so it's like, like young, young. He said, this thing gave me nightmares for days <laughs> when I would sleep. I said, are you kidding me? I said, cause it messed me up bad. Hmm. And so I just, it was so well done that it, but I just can't, I don't know, Allison, tell me, you're a big fan of it. So did you get that feeling too? Did it mess with you? I mean, I, I don't know. It
0: didn't mess with me. I just loved it. I thought it was such a smart movie. I loved the second time. I went to go see it twice in theaters. I think I was, how old was I? I was 16 at the time. Okay. So I went to go see it twice in theaters. I loved watching everyone's reaction to mm. when they find the girl in the closet. So I'm not yeah, I just loved watching everyone's reactions. I thought it was so smart. I liked the, the puzzle mm. aspect of it. Yes. So yeah, yes. and it's really, it's really, really intense on Halloween. Last year, I went to go see it in 35 millimeter again at a movie theater. And nice. the woman who was presenting it was like, get ready for the, the most intense PG 13 horror movie you will ever see. <sighs>
1: facts yeah. facts that is i that is so i forgot it's just pg-13 and that yeah. crazy yeah that is so it psychologically gets you it's all it's not really the gores and it? it's all in Very, your head yeah. it messes with you and i will tell you the moment for me in that movie that that was the moment that everything just turned dark inside of me <laughs> was because like because they she solves the case right they're like oh yeah. the the ghost is free now. She yeah. was just wanting to be found. And they got her out of the well, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm like, this is a good ghost story, more or less. Yeah. And then she's tucking her son into bed. And she's like, okay, well, I wanted to let you know. I wanted to give you good news. You know, we found Samara. Right? Yeah. What name was? Yeah. yeah. And we found Samara. And and she and the kid looks at her with that look. I'm getting, I'm not joking. Allison, I have chill bumps <laughs> right now. That just popped up on my arms. <laughs> when he looks at her and he says, Tommy, you weren't supposed to help her. Yeah. And I said, oh, and look, dude. seriously, I got chills now and I will never forget that feeling. And I said, oh, no, this is horrible. This is going to end horrible. This is not yep. good. Mm-hmm. And then in the end of the poor boyfriend or whoever he was. Yeah. And, you know, she comes out of the darn television and is, I, I just. It was disturbing, but it was wonderfully done. Yes, because to ha- for me to have that reaction. Mm-hmm. that's how well they did a job that's how yeah. and my brother-in-law like they, they did such a good job because if it had been cheesy or hokey it would not have been it would not have had that feeling yeah. but maybe i should break the wall allison and just watch it again
0: you should just watch again it's probably not as bad as you remember it probably I felt not. that way about saw i saw it in theaters in 2004 yes. and then i went back and watched it right before i saw spiral and it wasn't as bad as yes. i had remembered it it's true Probably yep. just back in two thousand four, it was the first time I would ever seen anything like that.
1: Oh yeah, so. revolutionary! That that's an iconic horror movie. It is. Yeah. It, it is. It was a game changer. You know, yeah. created that whole torture porn subgenre, which I don't. Have, I just don't like. Yeah, but I don't either. <laughs> I just I don't. I don't want. I don't need that. No thing. I Let's say, and Wes Craven one time said something. He says, "Making something gory doesn't make it scary. It just makes it gory."
0: Yeah. I've
1: never forgotten that, and that's why Wes Craven's movies—he never went for this ridiculous Tarantino-type yeah. gore stuff. He wanted to get you in the mind, because the mind—if you—if you get—if you get—if you, get, you get it in the mind—that's that's the most important thing, because it's almost the anticipation is worse than the the actual yeah. delivery, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, what you know? what
0: you don't see is scarier.
1: It is, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's what you don't see, what you anticipate happening, the build-up, the tension, yeah. the slow burn, versus just having a bunch of you know. Yeah. Blood and guts, okay. You know, any <laughs> med student could see that, but I want give me something scary. Yeah, know?
0: definitely. <laughs> but anyway, I know you talked about something earlier, but have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters?
1: Oh yeah. There's one that stands out for me, and it's a horror movie. It's The mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project, the mm-hmm. original Blair Witch, and I saw this in theaters and this is And I don't know if you're if you've seen the Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. Have you ever? I saw it in theaters. So. Oh, okay, great. Well, then we're (laughs) on the we can we can talk real freely on this one. Yes. Okay. So this thing was marketed brilliantly. This is before social media. The internet was just really starting. Everyone had America online. That's what Mm -hmm. that was the that was internet for for most people (laughs) and me included. So, but the the point is, this would they could have never pulled this off today. Yeah. With social media, it would never would have happened. But back then. It was still pretty much newspapers, television, you know, the websites were just starting. So they did this brilliant marketing about this whole thing, like they found this footage, right? Mm-hmm. And my buddy and I were like, totally believed it was. This was like we we're seeing a documentary, like they were they were laying the footage yeah. out, you know, for us to see it to help the case or whatever. We totally bought into it. So we went and saw it the first time, and believed everything we saw was real. And I guarantee you, Allison. of the theater did too. It was full house because I've never seen a theater where everyone walks out without talking. It's somber. There's no, it's like single file. It's almost like everyone was just in the dumps. And that's how I felt walking out. I felt horrible for those poor people. Yeah. So they got me, the hook, line, and sinker. They got me. Now, granted, I was young. I mean, I was, you know, early twenties, but I was still, you know, still old enough. I should have, I should have known better, but I didn't, they got me. Well, fast forward, second time we go to see it, we take a friend of ours with us. And so we're sitting there, the three of us, and there's a there's a there's this, I never forget these people that sat next to I was in the middle, right? So I have a friend's on the left. Next to him was this whole family of kids were like seven, eight, nine years old. And then it's like a mother and a father, and then there's a grandmother. She had to be in her mid seventies, and they're all they're all sitting there as a family watching the Blair Witch. And so we're sitting there and my friend to the right of me, he's starting to get super nauseous because the mm. camera work was so, so bad. Like, you know, yeah. the found footage. Yeah, And I remember the theater had signs up on the, on the windows yeah. saying, if you are, be warned, this, this can cause nausea oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. And thankfully I never felt nausea when I saw it nauseous. <laughs> But my friend to the right of me says, he leans over and he says, man, I'll be back. I got I got to go Ralph, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. So he ran out of the theater to be sick in the bathroom. Mm. And I'm not making this up. I swear to you, as soon as he left, I'm sitting in the middle now. And then I look over to, to tell my buddy who's right next to me. I'm and the family's next to him. I say, man, I said. I said, he's, he's going to get, he's going to go to get sick. And at that same moment, that poor elderly lady that was sitting next to us, just, just, just Oh my God. Yeah. Gets sick right there all over the place in front of us. And I uh, said, I feel like I was in the twilight zone. Alice and I, <laughs> said, I said, this is who's punking me right now. And that whole family got up and just ran out of the theater. All of them. They just left. Like oh. the whole, they were gone. Never came back. Wow. It was, it was, I will just never forget that experience in the yeah. theater. I've, I've never had one like that since then, thankfully. Oh,
0: um, wow. So that was, that was rough. That, yeah, that definitely <laughs> sounds rough. Yeah. A lot of people talk about their first time seeing the Blair Witch Project in theaters in 1999 as being an experience. Um, yeah. My mom, one of my mom's good friends who liked horror movies, she took myself and my best friend to go see it because it was rated R. So we were 13 and couldn't get in ah, um, without yes. an adult. So yeah, I remember not being, I'm so mad. I was not scared by it at all. I think I yeah. had figured out by that time that it was not real. Okay. I had been following it online. I loved the marketing. I was on yeah. like the blog and the website every day being like, what, yes. new, what new news is there? But exactly. I don't know. I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't think it was that scary. And I wish I had. And right. I tried watching it again last year and I was like, Neh. I've heard it's really fun if you watch it with headphones on. So you block everything else out Now that
1: makes sense yeah so. they'll probably have little nuances yeah here in the background and stuff yeah. uh but i will say this though if i had known it was not real it would not have had the effect yeah. that it had that first yeah, time yeah. for sure but you know what i have to give it props because it started the found footage yep. genre
0: yeah and
1: that's what started the clover leaves and all the other you know uh, the things that came after vhs yeah. and
0: all that stuff so
1: Cloverfield, not Cloverly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Allison. You knew what I meant, but yeah, I appreciate I, you course. clarifying that. Yeah. Cloverfield. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I love Cloverfield. <laughs> it's one of my other all-time favorite horror movies besides the Scream in the Ring.
1: So. Oh gosh. Well, did you like the other one that you did with John Goodman, the 10 Cloverfield Lane? Did um, you-
0: I did. I did. It doesn't really relate back to the whole no. first movie. And the third movie is just like, what is this?
1: Yes. Like, yeah, I know, right? And the the that one was uh, the, the 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thought John Goodman was just phenomenal. He's, I mean, he's so, wow. And wow. he's good. because It's so hard to film a movie where you're, it's just you and like two people in one place. Yeah. And you got to be really have good chops to make yeah. that work. And he, he was great. And I kept wondering, like my buddy and I were watching it. And my friend of mine were like, is it real? Is there, is he, is he, is he just psycho? Yeah. Or is there really something happening? And then of course <laughs> at the end, spoiler alert for anyone. you might want to, We find out it is directly connected at the end to Cloverfield, finally. Yeah. But and then what I love was they were driving out. Remember, they turn on the road and the sign said Houston, Mm -hmm. which is where I (laughs) live. And I'm like, oh, no, they're coming. They're coming to town. But um, they never showed up at my doors. I don't know what happened to them on the way over here. But uh, I
0: think that's part of why I liked Cloverfield so much is because I when I saw it, I saw it in theaters and I saw it in a theater that was down the street from the buildings that they are trying to get to. At the end of that one, the the, really? the time Warner center. So it was down the street from that. So like I got out of the theater and I was like, are they still there? Are they topped over? So they're,
1: <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah. really neat.
0: Yeah. I loved, I, I like watching the making of Cloverfield. That's on okay. the DVD. I was, uh-huh. I was so disappointed to find out that most of it was done on sound stages, but I don't yeah. know why I wouldn't have yeah. assumed that because I don't remember anyone filming in like destroying the streets of new york city at that time so, right <laughs> obviously it was done on a sound stage and it's just yeah. really really easy to do cgi so, it is
1: it really it is and yeah especially in that format like with the way the found footage format yeah. you don't have to worry about being crisp and clean with all this stuff yeah even, you know, and it's great for a budget because the budget can be low yeah. and you can still make a good movie you know
0: yeah totally but speaking of john goodman this, I don't know if this was, this is maybe like cult horror, not really, okay. it's not spiritual horror at all. Have you seen red state?
1: I have not. No, I've I not. See, seen you it.
0: should see that he's like the action hero. Um, oh. it's about a, a religious okay. cult that is oh. maybe, maybe not killing people. And he's the sheriff okay. of town and he has to go investigate it.
1: Interesting. It's hard Ooh. to
0: find, but you can find copies of the DVD on like eBay. You can maybe stream okay. it somewhere, but I'm not sure. So I was going to
1: say, yeah, I wonder if it's streaming somewhere. Yeah, it's very good. That up. It,
0: it's a Kevin Smith movie.
1: so Oh, really? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Smith? Yeah. I got to see that, how I missed this movie. I try to watch most of his stuff. So, uh, yeah, this
0: That's was awesome. like 2000. I want to say it was like 2011. So
1: Okay. Yeah. So there's a mystery element going on here, which I already got my ears perked up when you said <laughs> they have to figure out the case or their killings. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, it's, it's, I love mind. it. It's so
0: good.
1: Dude, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to work that I am. I'm going to put that in my list.
0: Yeah. It was from like when John Goodman had just lost a lot of weight. So he's like,
1: yeah, he's
0: running around. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Love it.
0: So what was your favorite horror movie that you saw in 2021?
1: it's going to be Halloween kills probably yeah uh, would probably be my number one and I really liked malignant I know I know you and I have a <laughs> few differently on that but I enjoyed malignant it, I thought it was just a fun ride and but I still liked Halloween kills probably better than malignant but those yeah. would be my top probably my top two for 2021
0: yeah. awesome
1: yeah awesome. what do you think about? Halloween, by the way, do you like the um, Halloween Kills? Or- I
0: I did not like Halloween Kills because it was okay. such a. I thought it was a throwaway sequel because Halloween 2018 was so good and it yeah. was more serious and this was just right. like. This was just like throwaway lines. It was just it was so cheesy. The evil dies tonight. I have a friend <laughs> that anytime I say anything <laughs> to him, he just responds with "evil dies tonight," and that was way
1: overdone. Excuse- oh <clears throat> way, way overdone. Yes, I've done that one time. Okay, fine. But yeah, no, it was I
0: I had such high expectations for that movie, which I think also killed it. So I went into screen uh, five with mediocre expectations.
1: Good. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. We have not talked about it. see if you like it yet. We'll find out if that was good. But that's <laughs> yeah, that's a better plan, Allison, because I wouldn't see when it screen five, I'm not gonna talk about it. We'll we'll save that. But I that's a movie I went into with super high expectations. So I can mm-hmm. understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And if that movie doesn't hit, then you're disappointed. Yeah. You know, whereas if you do go in saying, oh, this movie's going to be, ah, meh. Yeah. And if it's like, if it's that or better, then it's a good thing. You're like, okay, yeah, it did what I expected. Yeah. We set ourselves up for so much <laughs> failure, don't we, sometimes yeah. when it comes to stuff? Because art is so subjective and you know, we have we begin to think what we're what we're going to see. Oh, I know we're going to see this. They're going to probably do this. And you know, my channel is I theorize. I have so many theory videos. So when I want when I when, you know it's hard not to have guessed something yeah. by the time you watch the movie. But to me, it comes down to execution. You know, is the movie done well? Is it executed well? Yeah. Is it acted well? All those kind of things. Is the cinematography good? But yeah, Halloween Kills is not a perfect movie. And I know this is, you know, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but I, I, I the Halloween scene, I mean, the, the hospital scene with the, with, with the patient, that could have been cut down to like five minutes. That was way, way, way too long. Mm-hmm. And for me, and the, and the whole evil that's the night mom mentality was was way over the, over the top. It should have, yeah. it, you know. So I would have definitely changed some things there in that movie. But overall i'm going to differ you on this one too i actually did enjoy it i liked seeing the old characters back which again nostalgia a little bit you mm-hmm. know tommy doyle and 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 every you know every yeah. yeah. anyway so there were things i liked and i what i loved most about that movie uh spoilers i guess right everybody yeah. um was the was the opening flashback scene the sequence the 70. i thought they would did a masterful job of mm-hmm. recreating 78 the look a yeah. 78 I, was, I thought was good and i was not expecting that so it caught yeah. me off guard yeah yeah all right so well anyway. i'm
0: glad i'm glad you liked it i have to say <laughs> Fair um enough. i did not like the flashback because i did not want to go back to a movie that i did not find scary i oh, wanted to be like 2018 true. forward Yes. so yeah, okay yeah that was
1: just not a good movie for you all the way around it was that's yeah just, yeah was like
0: cheesy dialogue <clears throat> Going back to a movie that wasn't scary to me in the beginning at all, and it was just, oh God, yeah. But oh. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody had
1: to. Somebody had to. Right? I'll take it. Yeah. And hopefully, Halloween ends. You know, they're about to start filming Halloween ends for the end. Yeah. end. So, you know, let's see what they do with it to end this trilogy, this hopefully David Gordon Green better, trilogy. But
0: yeah. I'm gonna have low expectations. So. Smart, <laughs>
1: smart, going low. Go in low. What is it say, oh, oh, you know, yeah. Going expecting here low and hopefully it aims up higher. Ends up higher. So
0: yes, definitely. Oh, that's
1: good.
0: <laughs> so what movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2022? Now that we've seen Scream 5.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> it would have been Scream, obviously Scream 5. But yep. now if for me, it, there's two, there's two. Well, okay. I'll give you these two first. One of them is Halloween ends. We just talked about it. That's, mm-hmm. that's high on my, on my list. The second one is this little movie that's not getting much that that i can tell a whole lot of talk about is called it's called black phone
0: yeah, yeah i'm Hawk. looking forward to that too yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: that that i think has potential to be really yes. cool
0: it's from and the producers or the director of sinister so
1: yeah yeah so yeah. it goes to guys. guys know where they know what they're doing yep. and you know i i have high hopes for that one i really do and i think that was originally going to be out in february right then they Mm -hmm. move it i think it got bumped further out june
0: in june i think now
1: yeah Yeah, wow (laughs) because they they, remember they launched the trailers out there marketing for february Mm -hmm. so i i all right well thanks for confirming that because i had heard someone told me hey that's been bumped i'm like really i didn't know that so there you go now i will say another movie that's coming out it's not a horror movie it's more of a disaster movie but it's called moonfall
0: yes i'm excited for that one too i love space disaster movies yeah
1: (laughs) and and i think it'll be fun it looks fun you know it looks it looks intense and that scene in the trailer when the moon is coming so close it's like it's like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i think that'll be a fun movie that one comes out on the february 4th a couple weeks from now yes i'm Um, very excited so, yeah, I think that'll be fun. So those are probably the biggest ones that I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be some that come up that aren't even on my radar that yeah. I'll be like, that looks good. Oh, there is one. I have to I have to mention Foo Fighters are in a movie. Oh, yeah. You see they, this? Yeah.
0: Yes, I've, I've read about it. Yes.
1: Yeah. it's I saw the trailer for it in Scream. And it's like, I think it's called Studio 666 or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And that looks fantastic. Fun. It's just going to be a lighthearted horror comedy kind of movie. And that's, I think that one there is going to be something to, to, to take a, take a flyer on it and just take a chance and see it. I think it might be, it might be decent, you know?
0: Yeah. I'll go see it. Cause I like the Foo Fighters, but horror comedy is just not for me. So I will have very low expectations.
1: <laughs> to no expectations. From that. That's, that's so. all right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, my, my with my buddy, Michael, who does the movie, the movie bros channel we watched we finally got we finally got around to watching black friday we just watched it last night and we're going to talk about it on our movie bros channel next weekend but it have you seen black friday no by the way? i
0: haven't seen it yet
1: okay yeah okay I, well, I won't spoil anything it's a bruce campbell movie we love bruce yeah. campbell you know from evil dead the guy's iconic so i don't we like evil we,
0: dead so oh <laughs> my gosh
1: okay well you all right, you, you I'll let you watch it Number, for you. I you may not like this movie. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I it's going to be
0: for me. When they make no. it cheaper, I will rent it or make it free. Yeah. But yes, yeah.
1: yeah, I would do that. I would me. wait for the I'd wait for the free free one in my opinion.
0: <laughs> all right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Are there any horror movies that you loved that people generally don't like?
1: You know, not really. Honestly, there's not I mean, being a horror content creator now in this community, I've pretty much have, have been talking to people all the time that like the same stuff or you know or similar. So it's you know a year or two ago, that would have been an easier question to answer. Yeah. but I really can say answer as honestly, no, I don't. There's you know there is one movie that I want to see. I'm gonna all right. I want to see if you've seen this one now. It's called Bad Milo.
0: No, never even heard of it.
1: Okay. Well, it's a movie that you either love or hate. And it's a, I'll tell you the premise. I'm not spoiling anything. This is in the previews and synopsis. It basically is about a creature that lives in a man's bowels. Oh,
0: okay. And
1: whenever the host gets angry at someone, it awakens. He does it. It naturally awakens the creature. And he exits through where you think he would exit through.
0: Yeah. Ugh, yeah. He come,
1: yeah. He comes. Yeah. He makes his entrance from there and he goes back in there when he's done killing.
0: Ew. Gross. And it's I'm so, yeah. Here.
1: It makes you laugh a lot of times because the creature, believe it or not, looks adorable, which is, which is the weird thing. They make mm-hmm. it look really cute. And, yeah. but it's so evil. <laughs> and, but the whole, I'm like, who thought about this? Like, Allison, yeah. you and I, let's have a writing session. How about we have this, this create this. Oh, I'm like, who thought of that? You know?
0: Geez. Yeah. I'm going to recommend this to one of my friends who watches many questionable horror movies.
1: He, <laughs> he'll probably love it. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, speaking, but speaking, going back to who done it movies, have you seen the slasher cry wolf? It's from 2005 or six.
1: I'm racking my brain on that. I think I did. But I don't know for sure. I think I might have seen because it's very rare that I get a Who Done It slasher that I didn't see, unless it just got past me, which can happen. Yeah. But I know the name Cry Wolf, and I just don't know for sure. I saw Cherry Falls finally.
0: That, yeah, was, so hardest, yeah. that was
1: hardest. That was hard as heck to find for me. I don't know if yeah, you can, uh, I had to it was, order it.
0: I had to order it. Yes. Mine, so.
1: Yeah. Same. And I, because that was another one that kept I heard a lot of people talking about. I never had seen. But Cry Wolf is, let me ask you this, without giving anything away, is this, does it have anything to do with computers, communicating on a laptop, computers, or chat, or am I Uh, thinking of something else? It does. It's
0: about these kids start a rumor at their prep school about a killer. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, I believe I've seen it, but I don't rem- remember the specifics of it. Yeah, but I remember there being like on the computer, and that's I, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. Did you like that movie? Let me ask. I you love that more. movie. Okay. I was gonna bring it
0: up because it's a whodunit, and I think the twist at the end is really good. And it's on HBO okay. Max right now. So oh, you is it? Go,
1: yeah. Yeah, I've got HBO Max. So, okay. Well, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm I'm actually making notes while we're talking. This is so <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna make a note to, to go back and. Even if I've seen it before, if I don't remember it, I like to watch it again. Yeah. You know, because if I can't remember who the killer is when it starts, yeah. then I'm like, let's go with it. Let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I appreciate bringing that up. Yeah, if you, of you think of any others, please let me know here or on Twitter or somewhere. Cause yeah, I'm definitely. Because I'm all about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, will, all about I will. I will. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be?
1: Okay. This is going to sound really crazy to say, but I would remake Scream 5. I would okay. Yeah. Now, now again, I don't misunderstand me because when I say that, it sounds like, oh gosh, you know, you, you must have just hated this movie to want to remake it already. And no, I love what they did, but I would, I would go back and do some things different. That's all I mean. I would, I guess, it's so fresh on my mind too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, i because there are certain things I was hoping for in the movie,
0: okay, that
1: that didn't happen. So a lot of the things that are there, I wouldn't change. It's just there's just. A few little things I would tweak and remake here and there. That's all. It's, uh, I can't. And I can't really talk. If it was an older movie, I could tell you more. But, yeah. but I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. All right. That's cool. what I would
0: do. <laughs> all right. My last question is: if you could spend, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be?
1: Okay. So if we're talking about in terms of villain in a, in a horror movie, it would be Stu Mocker from <laughs> Scream ninety six. Yeah. I would love to have Stu over to the house, <laughs> and we just hang now in terms of an iconic franchise villain it would be jigsaw oh, because <laughs> i think that guy his mind oh my gosh uh, i would love to hang out with jigsaw and pick his brain and see like Stu would just be having a good time yeah you know jigsaw would be like very serious like i'm gonna ask you some questions and <laughs> tell me that you know what did you think this way and this and that way and so that's what I would do, but yeah. what, who would you spend it with? I want to know who you would, what oh, your answer God. would be.
0: I d- I don't know. I don't know whoever who I have said in the past. I yeah. should come up with an answer for this. Let me get back to you. I don't know. I would <laughs> not want to spend it with any of them. Maybe Chucky, because I could just throw him in a closet and then he'd be gone. See,
1: that's a good one. And actually, yeah. I was. That's a great idea because you can. <laughs> oh yeah, you can just chunk them and or burn them.
0: Yeah. Decapitate
1: <laughs> them. Cut whatever you want. You know, <laughs> it's right. You know, have you seen the new Chucky series on the new TV series? I haven't. I've heard
0: it's good, but I've never seen the original Chucky movies. I've only seen the Trash 2019 reboot. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, I've DVR. I've I've recorded all of them, but I haven't seen them yet. They're sitting on Mm. my DVR. I've heard heard some people really do like it a lot. I know one of my friends didn't like it He's, he he said i think i'm the only person that doesn't like the series I'm like oh no but i'm gonna i just i was just curious because i haven't seen yeah. it yet and wanted. To get, i was gonna get your thoughts on it i think i'm gonna give it a chance because they brought the original the mm-hmm. original creator back okay so that's one of the reasons yeah. i want to watch it you yeah. know because i
0: hear all really good things so i would definitely nice. if you like the, the original movies i would go for it
1: they're fun yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, not.
0: awesome. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and your YouTube channel on the internet?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, you can find me a couple ways. You can just simply go to the internet and type in www.cravensomethingscary.com, and it'll take you right to my YouTube channel. Or if you're in YouTube, just do uh, Craven Something Scary. That's c a c r a v e n, not Craven, just to be clarified, Craven, something scary in the search engine. And my channel pops right up, right at the top. And you can go right there. I have videos, tons of scream videos, a lot of theory videos on five. Now I'm doing videos about breaking down the movie and starting to do some Scream 6 theories already after just a week. So, and I do lots of live streams. I do like one or two live streams a week where we talk Scream spoilers. We're open to open discussion. So if you guys are into that or horror in general, I also have collaborations without talking about Halloween. Uh, you know we talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. I've got one done already with talk about Saul. I haven't uploaded it yet. So lots of fun stuff. If you like horror, come over and check it out. I'd love to love for you to come and let me know what you think when you get there. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, awesome. Thank you again so much for being here. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Allison. This has been a real pleasure. I really appreciate it.
0: That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Steven. And thanks again to Steven for coming on. I'll leave links to his channel in the show notes. And don't forget to check out our live stream tonight. on February 1st. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod, we're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at who's there Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.